Good morning and welcome to Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host as always, David Coward, and welcome to the show. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in, taking time out of your day, listen to what I have to say. Um, let's hop in the car, let's enjoy the ride, and let's, let's have a chat. You know, today, I don't have the car, record an episode, everything was perfect, felt like it was a fantastic episode, stopped it. You know, once I got parked and everything, went into the recorder, episode was gone. <laughs> it was gone, and so I had to start over. Um, I've been putting a lot of stress and strain on the phone. I think that's partially what it is, uh, but I can tell you that I did order a new mic and an adapter, because it's a USB, it's a computer mic, Logitech, and uh so we'll see how that does. They'll give me a little bit more range. Because my phone's usually sitting in the little GPS phone holder that I have on my dash. Um, so with the iPhone headphones, you know, it's usually like almost a straight line from the phone to the the uh, the head, where my headphones go in my ears. And so this will give me a little bit more length. Um, I might also try to record using my iPad instead, and uh, you know, since I'll have that um, adapter, and we'll see if that works or helps any, um, and go from there. But yeah, I mean, so far it's all it's all been good, you know, and I'm I'm recording at enough time where I have enough time to put down another episode if I need to, so no big deal, right? So, yeah, um, you know, it's definitely a very interesting, uh, show that has evolved here, things I'm talking about have changed, um, the show's evolved, been doing interviews, um, you know, it's just amazing how much change has happened, you know, we're almost at, at the six month mark, we're almost at 180 episodes, I believe this is like episode 162, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, you know, we're getting really close to 180. And, uh, you know, just looking back, and of course, we're also getting close to the end of you know, 2018. So why not do some retrospectives? Why not look at, through the looking glass back in time to see where it's started, to see where it's ending, see where it's going? Um, I've recently been told by several people that I need to pull my podcast from Anchor. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going through thinking about that, trying to decide how to do it. Because the one thing I like most about Anchor is that it is free. You know, can't beat that. It is totally free. And, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to, you know, I'm making money. I mean, it's not a shattering amount of money but through the ads so thank you guys for listening to the ads those that are listening to the computer for clicking on the ads whatever it is that you do however you interact with the ads thank you guys it's it's helped me um you know make some some cash off of that to help towards the purchase of this mic and um adapter so you know with the money that i've gotten from that and from my supporter uh you know through the, uh, through the through the anchor app 
you know, that has been, you know, what's helped pay for this. Uh, didn't quite pay for all of it, but it was close enough, and I had like $15 in rewards through my Amazon credit card, so I used that as well. So between the two of those things, paid for the uh, equipment. So thank you guys. Like I said, what comes to the show goes to the show. Um, so that is what it's all about. And I'm thrilled the hit that it has. So, you know, it's just been really fun. This six months, it's been a journey of learning. It's been an adventure. It's been scary. It's been therapy. It's been an opportunity to meet people and talk to people that I never thought I would ever, you know, rub shoulders with, that I would never talk to, that I would never have gotten a chance to meet otherwise. I mean, to think about talking to, you know, people like Wynn, who's a fellow podcaster, and Jake Melton, who's an author of a fantastic book, and Rock Thomas, who's a, who's a uh, Tony Robbins coach, who actually, um, was, um, who actually had, you know, Errol Erdeman, who I also interviewed on the show, met Rock Thomas and worked with him through a coach class. Um, you know, Douglas Howarth, uh, a CEO of a extremely successful um, analytics company, you know, uh, multidimensional economic evaluators, and his book comes out next month. Uh, assuming it's still on track. I'm super excited to get that book and read it. Um, you know, uh, Jessica Corvo, who is a resilience and mental wellness coach. Uh, Kristen Pruitt, who is a random act ambassador. Random act ambassador. <laughs> she does fantastic video content on LinkedIn and is challenging people with her How Are You Growing Today campaign and her grits grit, growth, dang it, <laughs> uh, grit, grace, growth, there we go, Whew. three G's, got it, <laughs> you know, um, just so many great interviews, so many fantastic times, that I've been able to talk to people that I just, you know, Baldeep Chawa, you know, um, you know, and his company, uh, you know, and, and recording on the beach. I mean, that was just so much fun. And actually standing in the ocean and recording a podcast. People probably thought I had lost my mind. As a matter of fact, I probably can guarantee you as I was walking out there with my headphones in my ears and my cell phone in my hand and walking out in the water, I almost guarantee you there were probably people worried that I was going out there to, like, drown. That I was probably, like, listening to my last bit of music before I... Before I dove off into the ocean never to return again until I wash up on the beach in uh, you know, God knows where. <laughs> and, you know, there was probably plenty of people who were worried about that. I did actually even record a couple videos out in the ocean, um, you know, and, and, and uh, talked about, um, you know, going off and leaving the shore behind and taking your eyes off of the shore and just swimming for it, just going for it, just going out there after your dream, after your goal, and just doing it. So there was that. Um, recording episodes in my car. I mean, you know, I'm pretty laid back when it comes to driving, for the most part. 
I sit in a lot of traffic, hours of traffic every day. And to have something to do that's productive, that's helping others possibly, that's, that's getting these ideas out of my head is so amazing and so fulfilling to have something other to do than listening to music, which don't get me wrong, I love music. I'm a huge fan of music. If you've heard any of my episodes where I've talked about music, I play quite a bit. As a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow when I come into work, I'm actually bringing my guitar because, I mean, it's, it's Christmas Eve. So there's probably not going to be a lot of people in the office. And so once I get done with whatever tickets I may have, um, I fully intend to sit down with my guitar and jam a little bit and just enjoy Christmas Eve at work, you know, surrounded by um, my coworker. <laughs> Everyone else is off. So it'll be me and him, and I think he's bringing his guitar as well. And it's just going to be a good, fun Christmas Eve. Um, I'd work Christmas Day if I could, quite frankly, just because, I mean, my wife's going to be working anyway, so it's not really a big deal. Uh, Christmas Eve is when we go over, after I get off work, we'll be going over to do our gift exchange with the family. So there's that. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be a pretty interesting week, all in all. And, uh, you know, just going to have fun with it, just going to enjoy it. So with that being said, you know, there's so many, so many amazing things, changes, and, and just ideas and inspirations that have come about over the last, you know, couple of weeks, over the last couple of months. You know, I sat down at my desk and just started typing. I decided, you know what, I'm going to write a couple science fiction stories. I want to write within the confines of the um, post limits. So it has to be 1,300 characters or less. And I'm going to write an inkling of a short story. And surprisingly, people really responded to that. And I was just like, I was bored. I didn't have anything else to do. And I was like, you know what? I need to sit down and write because I'm kind of in a holding pattern right now for writing. I want to get started on the book I'm co-authoring with my friend. Um, once we decide which chapters we're going to do... I'm just going to bang it out because it's not going to have to be nearly as long as my science fiction novel because it's going to be a networking and uh, brand building, you know, and, you know, the power of networking and synergizing with people. So it doesn't have to have the only requirement that we're going to run into is it's going to have to be at least 24 pages long when it comes to print because that's the requirement that, um, Kindle has or Amazon has for printing books. They have to be a minimum of 24 pages. So with that in mind, I've got to do that. And then that's it. It's basically done. So we're going to put that together. I'm going to bang that out in a couple weeks or less. And then we're going to, I think the idea right now is we're going to write the chapters we choose. Like, we each write six chapters. We'll swap what we've written and then write cliff notes or add in, like, little anecdotes or qu 
quotes or we'll add our own personal touches to what the other has written. So like if something I'm reading in his chapter sparks an idea, I'll throw in a little side note like David says or whatever. I'm not sure how we'll play that part completely yet, but we're basically going to write six chapters apiece, swap, write little notes or add-ins to the chapters, put it all together, come up with the title, the, the cover art, and the whole thing, and then put it out on Amazon. So, you know, six chapters, I mean, near the end, as I was really starting to get my creative juices flowing, especially considering I saw that the uh, Hurling Towards a Home book was going to end up becoming a trilogy for the story that's following Jonathan, the main character. Um, which, if you ever listen to this, Jonathan, um, my friend Jonathan, one of my first friends when I moved here to North Carolina, I did actually pick the name uh, from you. I, I, you were actually the first person that I gave name to, though I didn't use your your last name. Um, in the book because that was before I decided I really wanted to try that and um, I may actually still ask you and see if you're interested and let me switch it but uh, for the most part if you ever hear this episode Jonathan you are that first character the main character of the story so um, another tidbit of wisdom about my book <laughs> but uh, but yeah so um, you know and that brings me on to an interesting topic. Uh, a lot of things from pop culture, or things I've read, science fiction, you know, regular fiction, 80s movies, uh, there's a lot of things that kind of bleed into that story. There's a lot of things like, you know, about, um, I talk about uh, Carl Sagan quite a bit because somebody on Twitter actually caught one of my tweets where I was talking about writing a science fiction novel and she actually said that she wanted to have mentions of Carl Sagan in this book. So I put Carl Sagan stuff in there. I looked up information. I, I found the intro words where he was speaking at the beginning of his television show, Cosmos, um, and actually put that in as something that was being narrated or that he was listening to, that Jonathan was listening to. Uh, while he was watching the Cosmos TV show while he was on his journey. Um, references from movies like Top Gun, or no, The Rescue, and Iron Eagle, and Princess Bride, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, different things like this all kind of play in, as he's always had this fascination with ancient Earth culture, and primarily, you know, all of these great science fiction novels, these adventure stories, Star Wars, Star Trek, and you know all these different things that have kind of shaped his idea of what being a hero, um, what having this hero journey means to him, um, come from those influences in his life as he's kind of watched these movies and listened to these shows and radio and music and all of this has kind of built this idea of what a hero is and he always longed for that but here he is on a ship surrounded by you know around 10,000 other people and they're all on this giant ship hurtling towards a planet that is 
becoming more habitable by the day. There were probes sent out, um, robotic drones and such that are there trying to plant crops, trying to plant trees, uh, taking readings, trying to make the planet livable. Not full-blown terraforming um, per se, but the closest thing we could come up with because we were caught unprepared with the Earth being not able to sustain human life anymore. Sort of a lost in space, interstellar, um, titan. Uh, if you've seen that on Netflix, if you've seen Titan on Netflix, kudos to you. That was by far one of the most unusual movies um, that I've ever seen. <laughs> it was very, very odd. Um, it had Sam Worthington in it. Um, and uh, Which, of course, if you don't know him, if you've seen Avatar, he's the guy that you know, sync links up with the Avatar and, you know, saves the the people uh, of the planet and becomes one of the blue people. I can't remember what they were called. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so that's Sam Arlington. He also played a Terminator in Terminator Salvation. Um, and yeah, so he's been in a lot of different movies. Uh, really great actor. I'd like to see him be able to play in some more larger roles because I think he's definitely got the chops for it. It's just a lot of the movies he's been in have been bad movies or not well-received movies. Like, I actually kind of like Terminator Salvation. I liked where it went. It kind of went to this gritty, finally showing off the war, finally showing off the war camps, showing off all that in detail. And uh, nobody liked it. I was like, this is what I've been longing for ever since I saw that first scene of Terminator where, you know, the the, the skulls and the, the, the ships flying around and the the Terminators without the skin, all this, and this actual war happening. That is what I wanted to see. Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to see that. It was always the, well, we're trying to do this in the past so that this future never happens. I'm like, I want to see the future. I want to see where they're sending these guys back. And then, of course, Terminator Genesis, which I actually did like that one as well. Um, it wasn't great, but... Um, you know, I did kind of enjoy it. It was it was kind of like one of those guilty pleasure science fiction B movies. Um, though my favorite is obviously T two, uh, the original Terminator, um, and then uh, uh, Salvation. So, which apparently was a if and here's a little random fact about Terminator Salvation too, is the movie script was so terrible that Christian Bale, when they approached him to be in it and gave him a copy of the script, he read it and outright refused. He says, unless you rewrite this entire script, I'm not doing it. This is garbage. I can't believe you'd even ask me, basically. He was insulted <laughs> that he would even be asked to be in this movie um, with as poorly as it was written. So kind of interesting i'd almost like to see how bad it was or who knows maybe it was better um and 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 bail wrote it i don't know i don't know because i haven't seen the original script but it's kind of interesting fact if you weren't aware of that uh he actually made them rewrite the whole script uh for for him basically and they did it gladly because at the time i mean he was you know the the big man on campus you know he had just come off of batman 
which were phenomenal. Um, I know a lot of people give him grief about his voice when he was the Caped Crusader. Like, oh, you know, it sounded terrible. Why did he do this terrible voice? But he actually thought about superheroes and something that's never addressed in most superhero movies is the person's using the exact same voice. It's, you know, Clark Kent, he's just Superman wearing a pair of sunglasses or a pair of eyeglasses. You know, how do people not realize that it's Superman, right? So he actually thought about that and realized that, you know, if I'm going to be a hero, if I'm going to dress up and beat up guys at, at night, my voice should sound different because people will realize, like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Bruce Wayne. I just heard a speech he gave where he's dedicating this building or whatever. So, yeah, that's definitely, that's the guy. That's Bruce Wayne's the guy who beat me up. And then, of course, the cops would be like, uh, Mr. Wayne, can you uh, show us if you have any marks or scars on your body? This guy said he hit you with a knife and uh, cut you. We, you know, can you show us your side? And then they see the knife wound. They're like, oh, yep, <laughs> there's Batman. Let's throw him in prison, and then the movie would be over. So he actually did, even though a lot of people give him grief about the fact that he used that voice and they didn't like it, he actually did address something that is kind of one of those, like, like, seriously, you guys didn't pick up on the fact that this guy sounds just like, you know, oh, yeah, that's my barber, you know, of course, yeah, that guy, that's my barber, you know. <laughs> nobody, nobody picked up, oh, yeah, that kid, yeah, he sounds just like the guy that delivered my pizza last night. Yeah, that, I, I know Spider-Man, yeah, he's the pizza delivery guy, you know, or whatever. Um, and it's Peter Parker in, in his many, many, many iterations. Of course, I'm referring to uh, the... Uh, first Spider-Man's with uh, Tobey Maguire uh, where he was a pizza delivery man for a little bit before he got his job at the Bugle you know so kind of interesting and different uh, take on it and like I said he, he thought about that so I, I give him hats off for that and of course I love The Prestige which if you guys haven't seen The Prestige go watch it it's got freaking Batman and Wolverine and David Bowie I mean, come on. Seriously. And Scarlett Johansson. What? You know, you, you're, it's a phenomenal movie. It really is. It's one of those movies where when I first watched it, I had no idea how it was going to end up. I had no idea how they were doing the tricks. And then to see the reveal at the end, I was like, wait, no. <laughs> you know, to see all this happen, and I'm like, wow, you know. So it was a really good movie. It's about magic. And, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but, yeah. So, basically, I mean, you know, the book's just got a lot of stuff. It's stuff that I grew up liking. It's stuff that I grew up reading and understanding. And I tried to infuse the story with things that were familiar so it wasn't so alien the whole time. Not that spaceships and traveling through space. We've seen science fiction a million different ways. And, I mean, even this type of stuff where I'm throwing in some pop culture references, I mean, come on, Ray Player One and Armada, we've seen that too. But the point is, is I want to introduce a story and start writing a series of books that, you know, stuff that I enjoy reading, and I enjoy reading those types of books. I wanted it to be something that my dad would enjoy reading, uh, because I wrote this book for him. 
and as it went, it grew, and I'm like, oh gosh, I've got five other ideas for books in this series, and then I started writing these short stories, and now I've got a lady asking me to write one of the short stories into a book because she's so hooked on it. It's like a, it's a crime drama, Neuer era type, you know, detective type story in the vein of, um, you know, like Dick Tracy or or the video game L.A. Noire. I'm saying that I'm pronouncing that t- totally wrong. Just got too many things rolling through my head or the future stuff like altered carbon and um, you know just trying to uh, you know throw in stuff like that and um, you know a little bit of Judge Dredd with the way the city structure is built up you know how everybody's just living in these huge walled super cities um and the rest of the world's just kind of forgotten. So the detective uh, is actually going into uh, the the wildlands, going out into the into the forests and the, the jungles of the untamed parts of the world that are left after a huge um, uh, disease outbreak happens. And there's some odd happenings, and somebody comes in from beyond the wall and that's actually the title of the short story and that'll be the title of the book um, but they come in from beyond the wall and ask for a detective from a city which doesn't happen very often it's very rare for anyone to come and ask for help because there's this animosity and this culture difference between the, the city dwellers and the people from the wildlands and they come and ask for a detective to be sent out they've got these these issues these crimes that have happened that they can't quite figure out what's going on they they don't know what's going on they don't know how it's happening and they need somebody from the city because they think maybe this is something that the city dweller detective this hard-nosed cop is going to be like yes i know exactly what that is there's some kind of something that We've seen these types of crimes before, and it'll be explainable. They don't know what's going on. They don't know what's happening. And so they ask for this guy. Well, they don't ask for him directly, but they ask for someone to be sent out to come and investigate these crimes. And, you know, I just started writing that up. You know, just like, "Ah, whatever. You know, I'll just throw together a quick little short story, and and I've got somebody actually requesting me to turn that into a book. And I'm like, oh, oh, uh, sure, yes, yes, absolutely, I'll definitely write that. So that makes six books that I have in mind there, plus the one I'm co-authoring, the networking book. And I've had several people ask me to write a a, a self-help book where I'm just talking about my journey and sort of kind of the stuff I talk about in the podcast here about how I got started, um, what I did, how I actually come to the conclusions I did to bring me from where I was, which was absolutely 100% miserable, down in the dumps, didn't care, I was just waking up in the morning and going to work, and I didn't care about anything, I was just paying bills, eating, drinking, I mean, not alcohol, I don't really drink, but I mean, like, drinking fluids, you know, to survive, and working and just following that same cookie cutter process miserable beyond belief 
um, to the point where here I am now. Like I said, I've got eight books sitting in my head right now waiting to be written. I've got a podcast that's growing. I'm so close to 6,000 listens, and that is because of you guys. You guys are awesome. It's the, you know, I've got, you know, basically a little bit over a week, or right around a week. Yeah, that's right. Right around a week to hit from 5,900 to 6,000 listens. My goal for year's end was 5,000, and we are going 1,000 beyond that, which I know 6,000 is not a massive number, but to me it is. Every listen matters to me. You guys matter to me because you guys are taking your time to listen to what I'm saying. So thank you guys so, so much for making that a reality, for supporting the show. For those of you that have left reviews, for those of you that are going to leave reviews on iTunes, thank you, and please leave reviews on iTunes. It helps the show immensely to get noticed by other people. The more reviews equals more people who are going to be curious about the show. It's going to help the algorithm where I'm going to show up higher in the rankings. So it's all you guys for that part. It's 100% of you guys, so thank you. But to go from being miserable at the end of my rope, nothing to look forward to, nothing at all to enjoy, no joy, no fun, just surviving, just basically surviving. I didn't find any pleasure in anything I was doing. I was depressed. I was depressed. To go from that to where I am now, people want me to write that story. People want me to tell and share that formula, how I did it. People come and ask me about it. They're like, what do you do? Where did, where did you come from? I mean, I've heard that several times when people have literally said, I don't know where you came from. You just come out of nowhere. You went from like zero to a hundred and you were out there and nobody knew it. Nobody saw it coming. You were just, you know, you just appeared out of nowhere. And, you know, people are like, you need to write that down. You need to let people know there are plenty of people in your position going through this grind, depressed, filled with anxiety, you know, just bored beyond belief, no hope, no joy, no passion, just drones, just going through life on medication, um, self-medicating with alcohol, whatever the case may be. There's something that you've tapped into, and you need to write that down and share that with the world so that people can find something to hold on to. Because we are all islands. We're all out there floating alone. That's what that's the perception. That is the perception. Is that we're all out there on our own and we've got nobody but ourselves to rely on. But I guarantee you, when I started doing this, when I started writing, when I started podcasting, when I started doing all of these things that I'm doing, people gravitated to what I was doing. They wanted to know what I was doing. They were genuinely interested. Now, there were plenty of people who reached out to me that were just looking to sell me something. There are plenty of people that reached out to me that were only looking to get something out of me and didn't want to help, you know, didn't want to reciprocate. There are plenty of people who reached out to me who had no interest in what I was doing at all or didn't pay attention. But there were so many people that reached out to me out of genuine interest 
to learn my secret, to learn my story, to talk to me, to encourage me, to push me and propel me forward, to inspire me, and in turn, I inspired them, you know, telling my story and telling how I was so depressed and how writing brought me out of it, how podcasting brought me out of it, how doing videos and then you know, being terrified to share the real me and how much of a nerd and a geek I am about movies and all of this stuff. And then finally someone says, you know what, don't hide it. Don't be ashamed that you like science fiction. Don't be ashamed that you're doing these things. Share it with the world. And that freed me so much. That changed my trajectory. And here I am. You know, I've got one book under my belt, you know, Random Writings of an Aspiring Writer. The, you know, I've got another one just about finished and ready to be published that I'm going to have book signings for. I mean, holy crap, my book is going to be featured in a coffee shop. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so crazy. That is so random. Um, my book's going to be available for, through Barnes & Noble and Amazon and Kindle and, you know, just wow. And all these other books I'm planning to write and these short stories I'm writing. And all of this has given me a purpose and a passion and a desire that transcends every negative emotion that I'm having and trumps them. Now, do I still have negative emotions? Do I still have depression? Do I... Do I still have days where I'm not quite 100% me? Yes. I've, I've dealt with depression for most of my life. It's not something that goes away overnight. But the end result of everything that I'm doing is it's cutting away at that so precisely and so surgically that I'm finding ways to fill that time where it's like, oh, I'm not really into it. Well, let me do this. I got this to do. I got something to do. I don't need to sit here and have a self-pity party. I need to go out and I need to write. I've got something in my mind. I've got something in my heart. I need to write it. So that is what's happening. And that's why I'm writing the self-help book. Is because so many people want to hear that. Where I've had at least 15 or 20 people ask me. When I say I'm writing a book. They're like, oh, are you writing a self-help book about your story, right? And I'm like... No, it's a science fiction novel. And they're like, oh, well, you definitely need to write this one, too. You need to write a book about what you've done, what, what changes you made. how Because you're just a regular guy. You're not one of these, like, oh, I'm a millionaire and blah, blah, blah. You know, you're just a normal guy. You work a nine-to-five job, and you've changed your entire life. Your situation hasn't changed. You're still working a nine-to-five job, but you found something that so many people struggle to find their whole life and that's contentment that's joy that's happiness in the midst of all of this so you know I knew I had to write that book too and so that one's going to be one I'm going to try and write this coming year as well my goal is to write at least three books this year one being the co-authoring book about networking one being my self-help book the other one being the sequel to Hurtling Towards Home, A Story of Hope. Um, however, it looks like, since I've promised to write this other book that was just a short story, which was just something random I came up with 
um, I might end up trying to write a fourth book, and the fourth one being this this detective science fiction future detective novel that's a mix of Judge Dredd and Altered Carbon and uh, Oblivion and um, you know Dick Tracy and you know all these different many many other uh, science fictiony or or fantasy things. Um, you know, and who knows, maybe I'll hit on something and it'll become like this book, like a logic named Joe, which if you've not read that book, it's a short story. You can actually listen to the radio drama. And yes, I did say radio drama of it on YouTube because it is that old. It's from the 40s, late 40s. Um, and this guy basically describes the internet, computers, Siri, video calling, you know, FaceTime, um, the internet, uh, you know, Google Assistant, Alexa, you name it. This guy pretty much predicted all of this crap in a science fiction short story back in the 40s. And it is amazingly fun and funny to listen to. Um, and if you think about it, kind of scary that he envisioned all this stuff like 70 years before it actually came to be. So definitely check that out. I think it's like 25 minute video on YouTube. Just pop in some headphones, listen to it. Very cool. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for being on this adventure with me. We're pushing towards six months. And once I hit 180 episodes, 181 will actually be one. And that will be the start of season two. And I'll have my new mic by then. I should have my new mic and stuff uh, by the end of this week or early next week. I'm not really sure the exact day. I want to say it was going to be available the 27th. So, you know, a couple days from now, five days from now. So, yeah. But I might might actually wait to actually use it until Season 2 starts. Just to kind of keep things as they are and then transition. So, we'll see. Um, I might save it for that. So, that might be a, that first episode of Season 2 might be with that new mic uh, set up. So, give you guys something to look forward to there. I'm hoping to get a lot more interviews lined up for season two as well and yeah so i hope you guys have a great day i know this episode's just a little bit longer than i normally do but i just felt like sharing some stuff with you guys and it just was flowing so i was like let's just keep rolling with it so have a great day enjoy your upcoming christmas if you celebrate christmas if you don't enjoy the 25th of december <laughs> and have a great one everyone Thank you, and car thoughts out.